the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. How is everyone? Welcome to the show, my friends, on this beautiful Saturday, May 21st, 2022. And uh, if you've been following our show, if you've been following the news, my friends, uh, we're waiting with bated breath. Uh, I'm not sure how to describe it, but we're waiting for the axe to fall like turkeys, I guess. Um, for the Biden administration to lift uh, Title 42. Now, Title 42, again, my friends, is that uh, provision within the rules and regulations of immigration law that uh, prohibits uh, or allows, should I say, for the deportation, for the denial of entry of anyone coming into the United States that has a disease, okay, a communicable disease. Mostly this was used for COVID uh, to prevent people with COVID coming in. Of course, during the Biden administration, during the Biden administration, many people have been let in regardless of whether they had COVID. And some of them were never checked because um, uh, under the the Biden administration, if an illegal alien wanted to um, pass, if they didn't want to be tested, they weren't tested. And so heaven knows how many people came in. In the meantime, of course, the White House kept pushing uh, Fauci and uh, the rest of, of their of their gang to um, tell us to wear masks. You know that that you know it's the irony and hypocrisy of this whole thing. Here we were told to stay home, to be careful, to not touch one another, to avoid Christmas. Remember that? Uh, to avoid gatherings. While at the same time, people were coming across the border. Heaven knows what they were carrying, what diseases they had brought in. Uh, but they were coming across, and they did not have to be checked. They could deny. They could pass. They could say, no, I don't want to be dictated. Well, the little bit that it has been used uh, with, the, the, the little bit that it has had an impact on, is probably uh, going to go away completely on Monday. Uh, Monday, the... Uh, 23rd of May, it's going to go away because the uh, Biden administration is going to lift that requirement. It's going to take away that uh, that uh, uh, require. Well, yeah, just requirement uh, because I'm you know I hesitate to use the word requirement because it hasn't been really required. So anyway, they're going to uh, a Title 42 is going to go away. Once that happens, my friends, people who were scared of being Tested people who were scared of entering uh, are going to just—they're going to pour in. They are absolutely going to come in. They are going to—it's to, going to be Katie by the door. So uh, we're waiting on that whole thing—the hypocrisy uh, of it all. Because again, the uh, Biden administration this past week was talking about how there's an uptick of of COVID of COVID uh, cases and how. Uh, People have got to be very, very careful, all of this, and how we might have to start to go back to use masks. I mean, you know, absolute bunk. It's absolute bunk. I'm trying to find the word that I can use so that the FCC won't get mad. (laughs) But that's what it is. At any rate, um, who do we have on our show? We have a great show as usual, my friends. First of all, we've got my good friend Mark Morgan, the former commissioner for Customs and Border Protection. Uh, Mark, of course, uh, is now well-known because he's on Newsmax. Uh, he is all over the place. He is interviewed all the time. And Mark is a, a, a great friend, extremely, extremely knowledgeable of uh, of the border crisis that we've got going on. 
We also have the Director of Research for the Federation for Immigration for American Immigration Reform, VERFAIR, the Director of Research, Mr. Spencer Rayleigh. And uh, you're going to really, really want to hear him because Spencer has a depth of knowledge of what is what, what the policies that uh, the Biden administration has really implemented and is really uh, just uh, pushing down our throats. Our last two, uh, uh, our last two uh, guests, my friends, are two residents of the border. They're going to be talking to you. They're going to be explaining to you what it is that they are facing at the border. We have Mr. Frank Lopez and Ms. Esther Chapoy. You're going to want to hear their story. This is what people go through on a daily basis at the border. Once again, my friends, welcome to the show, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from deep in the heart of South Texas in San Antonio. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan, the uh, former acting commissioner for uh, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection under Trump. And uh, he's now a fellow at FAIR and uh, I believe even uh, the Heritage Foundation. So we wanted to get him on here because there's two things we want to do. If anybody knows what's going to happen regarding when they remove Title 42, uh, it's Mark. As well as there's a coalition letter that's been circulated that we want to, that's very, very interesting. We want to ask him about. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. First of all, uh, how bad do you think the numbers are going to be when uh, when they remove Title so, 42? Yeah, so here's how I always answer this question, George, because, look, first, I'm glad we're talking about Title 42 uh, because it's keeping this issue in the forefront and keeping it on the top fold as it should be right now because it is an extremely critically important issue for the entire country. But let's, uh, I want to be clear. Even if Title 42 remains and it stays in place, we're already in the middle of a catastrophic, unmitigated crisis. Even when Title 42 is still in place, last month's numbers were over 234,000 encounters for a single 30-day period. Oh that is the most, George, that is the <laughs> most in our history ever recorded. So so I, I think it's important to put that in perspective. Uh, we, we do not have operational control. The cartels actually have operational control of, of, of much of our southern border. And when Title 42 does end, it's going to be like the Titanic crashing into the Hindenburg. And so I think it's very important to kind of set that in context. But but what I will say about Title 42, I have some hope because let's not forget the judge heard uh, uh, an argument uh, with respect to the government trying to have the TRO, the temporary restraining order, uh, um, rescinded. And, and he said no. So while, while he's making his decision, which should come this week, um, whether he's going to allow Title 42 to end or not, he kept the TRO in place, which is a very good indication. So I actually am hopeful that Title 42 won't go away this week. Oh, excellent. I mean, it would, I, you know, I, I'm very hopeful of that same, same situation myself, uh, you know, that, that somehow the law will prevail. But we, we shall see. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about this, this letter uh, and I know that uh, you've been involved in it, uh, this letter uh, regarding uh, a, a framework for the uh, for hopefully for, for legislators to follow in addressing this issue of, uh, of, of uh, illegal immigration. Yeah. And, and George, I tell you what, I, I would describe it just like a, a framework or a roadmap. Look, the issue is, is that to secure our borders. And this is what this is about secure our borders but illegal immigration it, it, and that's what a lot of people want to do they want to somehow separate the two issues that somehow you can be for border security while still support illegal immigration no it doesn't work like that the cartels use the illegal immigration to not only finance their other schemes but they actually use the illegal aliens themselves as a distraction technique knowing that border patrol resources will be pulled off the national security mission leaving large area border wide open and unsecure drugs coming in criminal aliens coming in and increased our national security vulnerability. So what this coalition letter does, the 16 organizations signed on, 12 former Trump officials from the Department of State, Department of Justice, and Department of Homeland Security all signed on to this. And what it does is it provides that framework, that roadmap for legislative fixes. There has to be policy changes. We cannot just address this by throwing resources at it and building more wall. Don't get me wrong, George. We need the wall, but we need it all, including the wall. And these policy changes that if the Republicans do, as, as we've suggested, we will absolutely secure the border and save and protect American lives. You know, one of the things that we've been very we've been watching with a lot of uh, concern here in South Texas is the sudden discussion regarding 
uh, e uh, re regarding immigration reform again. Now, to us uh, who are used to hearing about immigration reform, that usually means immigration uh, amnesty as well as yep. uh, allowing folks, you know, uh, another loophole to come in and stay. And, uh, it, you know, uh, it, it doesn't really address any type of law enforcement. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, George, you're absolutely right. Look, we could go back decades. We could go back to 1986, where that was the first tried. Ronald Reagan, right? He tried to, to, to attach comprehensive of immigration reform to border security. It failed then, and it has failed decade after decade after decade. That's why our recommendation and, and the roadmap that we provide is let's do away with what has failed for decades, let's stop trying to tie conference of immigration reform to border security. We should set all that aside. It should be about border security, and that's what this coalition letter is. That's what this roadmap is. There should be no talk about amnesty, no talk about DACA. Secure our borders. Here's my quick analogy. Right, your your, your house is flooded from the rain, and you come in and you're trying to repair the inside, but you'll get frustrated because your your walls and furniture and carpet are still wet. You look up because you're you have no roof. So let's do this. Let's right. Let's secure our roof, and then we can start taking a look at how do we address things on the inside. So in this case, let's let's secure our let's secure the borders first. Once we stop that, once we stop drugs from pouring in, killing a hundred thousand Americans two years in a row. Once we stop criminal aliens, including murderers, rapists, and pedophiles, and gang members from coming in, let's make sure that we're reducing our national security uh, threat, so we don't have terrorists or terrorist sympathizers or supporters coming across our southwest border. Let's secure our roof. Let's secure those borders. Then we can start talking about what we need to do on the inside. It, it's very, very, uh, you know, uh, it's very, very telling when we, we, we see folks who are talking about one thing uh, here at the border, and then they go back and they start talking about uh, about uh, establishing some type of, of amnesty or establishing some type of pathway to citizenship when, uh, you know, when we don't have enough resources for the Border Patrol. <laughs> that, 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 that's exactly right. I mean, and again, they're, what, what they're talking about, but while, while their border is still open, the Secretary of Mayorkas is aligned to the American people. We do not have operational control to push forth interior policies that's going to just create more illegal immigration, that's going to pull more border patrol resources off the front line and make our, our borders less secure than they already are. It makes no sense. Let's secure the borders. It will protect American lives. Once we secure our borders, then you can have discussions about what we're going to do on the inside, what we're going to do on the interior. But this should be about border security. We should let, let a separate discussion on immigration reform. Do you think, uh, Mark, that there is light at the end of the tunnel in, in this situation? Because, I mean, here we, we I mean, we are seeing, uh, I, I interviewed earlier two residents, uh, a lady and a, and a gentleman, uh, who are homeowners, property owners uh, in uh, Del Rio and in Eagle Pass. And, um, you know, it's getting to the point now where uh, the aliens are knocking on the door, uh, asking for water, asking for food. And there's a continual parade of, uh, of people coming across uh, on, on an hourly basis. Is this, do you think that, this, that we can do anything to stop it at this point? Look, that's another great point. That's another lost voice. And it's much more than just knocking on their doors, you know, asking for water. They're trashing their property. They're disrupting their herds. And the, the, for ranchers, that's their, you know, George, that's their livelihood. That's right. but, but, but when you're sitting in, in New York or Vermont, you're, you're not understanding. <laughs> you're not thinking about the rancher, right? That, that lives are being disrupted. I heard from a rancher who said he's afraid to leave his wife and kids uh, alone because of the influx of illegal aliens, you know, crossing through his border. Because let's not forget, Border Patrol doesn't apprehend them all. There are over 750,000 gotaways. Those are illegal aliens that broke our southwest border that evaded apprehension. And guess what? There are some very bad people among the 750,000, which, by the way, is larger than the entire population of the state of Vermont that have gotten away. And there are bad people. There are murderers and rapists and pedophiles among the 750 that are making their way through these ranchers' uh, 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 farmland and, and their homes. It's absolutely unbelievable. Another voice we don't hear enough about are angel families. Those family members, U.S. citizens that have lost families to, to people here that are illegally in this country or the drugs that are being invaded to every town city and state in this country. That's why this is about 
border security. I do not understand why trying to reduce the amount of drugs and bad people coming into this country is a right or left thing. This is an American thing. Let's wake up, do the right thing, secure our borders, protect American people. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been uh, talking with our good buddy, uh, Mr. Mark Morgan, the former acting commissioner for the U.S. Uh, Customs and Border Protection. Mark, thank you very, very much for taking time as usual to be with us. Stay safe up there and keep us informed. You bet. Thanks, George. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from South Texas in San Antonio. And we've got our good friend from FAIR, Mr. Spencer Rayleigh. Mr. Spencer. Uh, and uh, Spencer is the director of research at FAIR, the Federation for Immigration Re- Reform. And uh, we want to get him on. We wanted to chat with him because... Uh, there was a news release regarding the issue of uh, uh, filed by none other than Chip Roy, our congressman here in San Antonio, uh, regarding the issue of uh, uh, deportation, repatriation, whatever we want to call it, uh, of illegal of illegal aliens. Uh, we also want to ask you, Spencer, about the uh, the situation regarding uh, the po- what? Uh, how many more illegal aliens do you think will come in? Uh, when they remove uh, Title Forty Two, so first of all, let's talk. Uh, let, let's introduce you again. Tell us, tell us uh, uh, about what you do and, and um, where you do it. Right. So of course, you know what we're our, our what we're doing right now here at Fair is we're trying to you know honestly in some ways just get accurate information from the administration about what's going on at the border. What are the accurate figures? You know, we saw the last year's ICE report delayed for many, many months because the Biden administration didn't want anyone to see those figures. And we finally got a hold of that. We saw why. It's because they're not deporting individuals anymore. They're not apprehending individuals in the interior of the country. And now we're finding out uh, just this last month in April, we had the highest number of illegal aliens apprehended at the southern border ever ever on record you know we've been seeing monthly data released by dhs back to the year 2000 and you know the pre-dhs days during when you know this was all taken care of by ins uh we haven't been able to find anything to suggest that they ever apprehended this many individuals at the southern border so these figures it's it's just getting worse at the border and there is no sign it's going to get better in fact if title 42 is removed as the biden administration is trying to do they estimate we could see numbers that are as much as five, six, seven times as high. It would not shock me if you had a month with nearly a million apprehensions at the southern border. It's it's just, it gets to a point where it's hard to comprehend. Now, what we hear from the mainstream media, particularly particularly the uh, MSNBC and, uh, and Univision and Telemundo, is that they are turning turning people around and sending them back at the border. However, we don't hear anybody being picked up inside the country and being deported. Uh, I am not sure of any more deportations. Uh, there was uh, a recent court ruling that said that uh, that uh, uh, folks uh, didn't have to be uh, reviewed totally before, before being deported. But uh, the fact of the matter is that more people come in than, than leave. Absolutely. And, and that's what we saw last year, of course, with the uh, ICE figures. We saw that only about 50, between 55 and 60,000 individuals removed from the country, and more than half of those were during the you know, barely three months that Trump was still president. So essentially, the Biden administration has stopped removing people from the interior of the country, yet they're releasing this last month, they released more than 100,000 people into the country. So in one month, 
they released more people into the country than they removed in all of 2021. So, yeah, what you're seeing is just a massive amount more being released into the country than not. And if Title 42 is ended, that means essentially all of the individuals apprehended at the border are going to be released in the interior. In fact, right now, more than 90% of the individuals being turned away at the southern border are being turned away under Title 42 authority. And so all of those individuals, or nearly all those individuals, if Title 42 is removed, will now be processed and released into the country. And again, we know, we've seen it, we have the data that shows that the vast majority of individuals who are actually released into the country, not detained, never show up for their court dates. Or if they do, they never show up for their final dates, which is when it's determined if they're going to be removed from the country or not. Now, uh, tell us about this uh, proposed bill uh, by, uh, the, uh, by, by Congressman uh, uh, Chip Roy that uh, supposedly uh, uh, addresses the issue of magnets so essentially what we're seeing from this bill, and again, we haven't, ha- we haven't received all the details from it yet. It's the text of the rule. The full text of the release has not been released. But what, what, what it insinuates, what we're seeing so far, is that it's going to give DHS and Border uh, Patrol the ability to more quickly remove individuals that are coming into the country that do not have the authorization to be here. Uh, in other words, if Title 42 is released, or even if it's not, because, you know, it, 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 we, we really shouldn't need uh, a public health safety uh, declaration like Title 42 to enforce the laws of this country. Uh, but what this does is it kind of takes away some of the handcuffs that are being placed on Border Patrol to do their job and to ensure that illegal aliens coming into the country are removed, sent back to their own countries in, in, in an expeditious manner. I mean, you know, whatever happened to the idea of enforcing laws? You know, uh, it, it's amazing to me. The other thing I want to ask you is that we keep hearing talk of immigration reform again. How serious are these uh, are these folks talking about immigration reform when we should be talking about uh, immigration law enforcement? Yeah, it's really interesting how in Congress, almost every time you hear the term immigration reform, it basically just means amnesty. It basically just means no longer enforcing the laws that are on the books. You know, true immigration reform would be, you know, bills like are being pitched by Congressman Roy to actually strengthen our border security to ensure that we gain actual operational control of the southern border. But instead, we just continue to hear from uh, from the left and from Democrats just just more schemes to bring in more and more and more individuals into the country to not just uh, remove all penalties for illegal immigration, but basically opening up our borders so that illegal immigration doesn't even really exist. So that just whoever wants to come into the country can come into this country. That's their end goal. And everything we're seeing from the left right now is just an attempt to take another step towards that. Amazing. There's also a lot of discussion about uh, the need for uh, foreign workers uh, because uh, our own folks aren't working because they're getting money. So don't you think we need to uh, address the issue of welfare before we address the issue of more workers coming in? <laughs> well, this is something that FAIR is actually uh, – my, my team is on studying this issue right now. And I found interesting to – if you look at just – you know, it's so easy to manipulate like the unemployment rate. We hear about unemployment rate being down to below pre-pandemic levels. But if you look at individuals who have stopped working because, one, they're getting great benefits from federal and state governments, or because they just don't believe there's work available, or perhaps they still don't feel comfortable with the COVID situation, unemployment is way, way higher than it was pre-pandemic. You've got more than 10 million Americans uh, who are in the job, in the labor force, you know, pre-pandemic, who are currently either not in the labor force or unemployed looking for work. And I think the biggest problem with saying we need a lot more, you know, a higher number of foreign workers to fill these roles, the supposed labor shortage uh, that's going on right now, is if, again, if you look at the data, more and more people are rejoining the labor force every day. You know, as some of these uh, welfare programs, like you mentioned, are either suspended 
or they start to dry up, those individuals are going to be looking for work again. So there, are, it, it's a myth to say that there's a labor shortage and that we just have to get more immigration to fill these jobs because what's eventually going to happen is if you bring in a whole mass of foreign workers to you know, fill the positions that employers are looking for right now, you're going to lower wages so that Americans are going to have less money to deal with, you know, just drastically increasing inflation and you're also going to create a labor you're going to create a job shortage in the future as more and more individuals you know start continue to re-enter the jobs market so it's it, what it would end up doing is creating a whole new problem that is a lot worse for uh, the american public and for immigrants alike oh no kidding well we're going to let you go but uh, tell the folks where they can follow you and where they can uh, how they can support fair yeah, you can find us at www.fairus.org. We have a lot of great newsletters you can sign up for so that you're hearing about this stuff as soon as it happens, as soon as we release you know, reports and analysis of what's going on. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook, and we're going to keep on doing what we can to hold the Biden administration accountable and to work with our allies in Congress at the state and local level to you know, try to bring some semblance of control to this ongoing and manufactured crisis at the southern border. You got it. We do. We really need to do that. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with our good friend, uh, Mr. Sp- Spencer Riley from uh, Rayleigh from uh, Fair. And Spencer, we thank you very, very much. We got to get you back on. I really want to chat some more about uh, this issue of uh, the economics of of foreign labor versus. Uh, uh, the welfare system that seems to have grown beyond belief. Absolutely, I'd be happy to. And once again, George Rodriguez in San Antonio, El Conservador. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. And we've got uh, our uh, good friend, Miss Esther Chapoy, down in uh, Del Rio. And uh, she's another resident down there who has been experiencing this uh, border crisis personally. And I wanted to get Esther on the show because um, I want her to describe what is happening right now as we speak uh, at the border and what she thinks will happen uh, should uh, they lift or when they lift uh, Title 42. Esther, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Uh, tell us, give us give us an idea of what's going on right now and what do you think will happen if they, if they lift it? Well, thank you for inviting me, George. I... I like to take the opportunity to let people know what's happening because I I keep hearing that sometimes people just don't believe what's happening. And um, what I'm seeing is I'm still seeing the Border Patrol racing down my street, down toward the river, and coming back loaded with people. So I don't know what happened to the agreement that was made between the governors, but it obviously isn't being upheld. Um, as far as what's going to happen with Title 42, I don't know that it's going to be, it's going to be worse because I know that Border Patrol is saying that they're anticipating 18,000 people a day being caught, but <laughs> that's only going to be the people that they can catch. That they can catch. And, what, <laughs> and, that, and then only what are they going to do with them? Yeah, because they don't have any place to put them. I have a friend who drives a bus for a contractor, and I was told that many times they take people from Del Rio to Eagle Pass to the NGOs, and then the NGOs uh, take their temperature and say, "No, this one's got a fever," and then they they send them back with them. So, <laughs> I mean, so they're not really being checked for for diseases but if they have a temperature that's then it. they send it back heaven only knows the what, the, is, what the temperature is caused by yeah yeah that's what i was told they were i was told that sometimes these buses don't have air conditioning yeah so you can get there you can be overheated <laughs> so they're gonna say ah you're sick send you back yeah 
and and so these people are being buzzed back and forth, and and they're not getting anywhere. Now, now, now what, what about what, you know? To explain to people who the NGOs are. What is an NGO? It's a non-government organization, okay. and they are made up by charity organizations, which are funded by, I think, unscrupulous people. <laughs> I'll put it nicely that way. But as the, I also was reading that the recidivism rate is very high. It's up like 20%. So people that are getting caught are getting recaught because they get some of them get sent back and then they come back again. And where recidivism rate, <laughs> however you say it, is usually 7%. Right now it is 27%. Wow. Okay. So now, if there is the thought that a whole bunch of people are going to be coming uh, after the 23rd of May because of the lifting of Title 42, it makes it an opportunistic opportunity for people who want to just, you know, come in right and and so more and more people will come it makes it an opportunity for more people to come now are they the the people who are genuinely genuinely asking for asylum or are they the criminals well that's the good question because i mean they are able to identify some criminals but many are not being identified because well because they don't have records in Ethiopia or in Afghanistan or other places like that. Well, not only that, they don't they don't even have good IDs because when I've been down to the river, I have seen discarded IDs on the, on the north side of the river. So they get rid of their IDs. So who are they? We don't know. Do, does Border Patrol have time to investigate them? No. You know, they just get whatever name that they get, I guess, and send them down the road. What else can they do? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's absolutely. Now, now the traffic, the people walking up your street, you talk to us about that. Is that oh, yeah. still going on, or has it gotten worse, or do you think it'll get worse? What do you think? Well, when, when I see them walking up my street, it's because Border Patrol didn't get down to the river fast enough to get them when they ring that imaginary doorbell that's down there somewhere. <laughs> and and so when that, that happens, then I see them walking up my street, I, and I call Border Patrol, and they go, oh, yeah, somebody else called us, somebody, you know, closer to the river. and and, uh, and But we don't have anybody to send. Now, now Esther, you worked in customs uh, before. I mean, you're retired now. And bless your heart for working for our nation at that point. Have you ever seen, as well as you're a border resident, have you ever seen the border this out of control? Never. And I worked in customs for 35 years. And at that time, you know, it was the U.S. Customs Department of the Treasury prior to the big merger that became CBP-DHS. Mm -hmm. And when I retired, it was CBP-DHS. But 35 years, I never saw anything like this, never imagined anything like this. I This is a nightmare. It is. You can call it, you can call it anything you want, but it is a nightmare. It is a border crisis, yeah, but it's more than a crisis. It's a nightmare, and it's only going to get worse. Esther, thank you. you. Know, what, yeah, go ahead. What, what worries me is why are they doing this? Why are they doing this to us? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, it seems like they want to replace us. <laughs> Yeah, they've tried to kill us off, so, and they're still trying. Yeah. Now they're trying with the babies, you know. So, oh, I mean, you know, uh, it, it it is just. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. Esther, thank you very much for taking time to be with us as usual. You be safe. I hope that um, that you are staying safe. I know you got a big puppy there. 
Hey, I got picked up. <laughs> you stay safe, and we will check back with you within another another couple of weeks to. You can give us an update of what you're seeing and what's happening. All righty. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you in San Antonio. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from deep in the heart of South Texas in San Antonio. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan, the uh, former acting commissioner for uh, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection under Trump. And uh, he's now a fellow at FAIR and uh, I believe even uh, the Heritage Foundation. So we wanted to get him on here because there's two things we want to do. If anybody knows what's going to happen regarding when they remove Title 42, uh, it's Mark. As well as there's a coalition letter that's been circulated that we want to, that's very, very interesting. We want to ask him about. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. First of all, uh, how bad do you think the numbers are going to be when uh, when they remove Title 42? Yeah, so here's how I always answer this question, George, because, look, first, I'm glad we're talking about Title 42 uh, because it's keeping this issue in the forefront and keeping it in the top fold as it should be right now because it is an extremely critically important issue for the entire country. But let's, uh, I want to be clear. Even if Title 42 remains and it stays in place, we're already in the middle of a catastrophic, unmitigated crisis. Even when Title 42 is still in place, last month's numbers were over 234,000 encounters for a single 30-day period. Oh my that is the most, George, that is the <laughs> most in our history ever recorded. So so I, I think it's important to put that in perspective. Uh, we, we do not have operational control. The cartels actually have operational control of, of, of much of our southern border. And when Title 42 does end, it's going to be like the Titanic crashing into the Hindenburg. And so I think it's very important to kind of set that in context. But, but what I will say about Title 42, I have some hope. Because let's not forget, the judge heard uh, uh, an argument uh, with respect to the government trying to have the TRO, the temporary restraining order, uh, um, rescinded. And, and he said no. So while, while he's making his decision, which should come this week, um, whether he's going to allow Title 42 to end or not, he kept the TRO in place, which is a very good indication. So I actually am hopeful that Title 42 won't go away this week oh excellent i mean we, i you know I, i'm very hopeful of that same same situation myself uh you know that that somehow the law will prevail but we we shall see now <clears throat> let's talk about this this letter uh and i know that uh, you've been involved in it uh this letter uh regarding uh a, a framework for the uh, for hopefully for, for legislators to follow in addressing this issue of uh, of, of uh, illegal immigration, yeah, and, and George, I tell you what, I, I would describe it just like a, a framework or a roadmap. Look, the issue is is that to secure our borders, and this is what this is about: secure our borders. But illegal immigration, it, it, and that's what a lot of people want to do. They want to somehow separate the two issues. That somehow you can be for border security while still support illegal immigration. No, it doesn't work like that. The cartels use the illegal immigration to not only finance their other schemes, but they actually use the illegal aliens themselves as a distraction, to knowing that border patrol resources will be pulled off their national security mission, leaving large area border 
wide open and unsecure. Drugs coming in, criminal aliens coming in, and increased our national security vulnerability. So what this coalition letter does, the 16 organizations signed on, 12 former Trump officials from the Department of State, Department of Justice, and Department of Homeland Security all signed on to this. And what it does is it provides that framework, that roadmap for legislative fixes. There has to be policy changes. We cannot just address this by throwing resources at it and building more wall. Don't get me wrong, George, we need the wall, but we need it all, including the wall. And these policy changes that if the Republicans do, as, as we've suggested, we will absolutely secure the border and save and protect American lives. You know, one of the things that we've been very, we've been watching with a lot of uh, concern here in South Texas is the sudden discussion regarding uh, e, uh, re- regarding immigration reform again. Now, to us... Uh, who are used to hearing about immigration reform. That usually means immigration uh, amnesty as well as uh, allowing folks, you know, uh, another loophole to come in and stay. And uh, it, you know, uh, it it doesn't really address any type of law enforcement. Uh, Your thoughts? Yeah, George, you're absolutely right. Look, we could go back decades. We could go back to 1986, where that was the first tried. Ronald Reagan, right? He tried to, to, to attach comprehensive immigration reform to border security. It failed then, and it has failed decade after decade after decade. That's why our recommendation and, and the roadmap that we provide is let's do away with what has failed for decades let's stop trying to tie conference of immigration reform to border security we should set all that aside it should be about border security and that's what this coalition letter is that's what this roadmap is there should be no talk about amnesty no talk about daca secure our borders here's my quick analogy right your 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 house is flooded from the rain and you come in and you're trying to repair the inside but you'll get frustrated because your your walls and furniture and carpet are still wet you look up because you're you have no roof so let's do this <laughs> let's right let's secure our roof and then we can start taking a look at how do we address things on the inside. So in this case, let's let's secure our let's secure the borders first. Once we stop that, once we stop drugs from pouring in, killing a hundred thousand Americans two years in a row. Once we stop criminal aliens, including murderers, rapists, and pedophiles, and gang members from coming in. Let's make sure that we're reducing our national security uh, uh, threat, so we don't have terrorists or terrorist sympathizers or supporters coming across. Our our southwest border. Let's secure our roof. Let's secure those borders. Then we can start talking about what we need to do on the inside. It, it's very, very, uh, you know, uh, it's very, very telling when we 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 see folks who are talking about one thing uh, here at the border, and then they go back and they start talking about uh, about uh, establishing some type of of amnesty or establishing some type of pathway to citizenship when, uh, you know, when we don't have enough resources for the border patrol. (laughs) That's exactly right. I mean, and again, what what they're talking about, while while their border is still open, the Secretary of America is aligned to the American people. We do not have operational control of push forth interior policies that's going to just create more illegal immigration, that's going to pull more border patrol resources off the front line and make our, our borders less secure than they already are. It makes no sense. Let's secure the borders. It will protect American lives. Once we secure our borders, then you can have discussions about what we're going to do on the inside, what we're going to do on the interior. But this should be about border security. We should let uh, let a separate uh, discussion on immigration reform. Do you think, uh, Mark, that there is light at the end of the tunnel in the, in this situation? Because, I mean, here we, we I mean, we are seeing. Uh, I, I interviewed earlier two residents, uh, a lady and a, and a gentleman. Uh, who are homeowners, property owners uh, in uh, Del Rio and in Eagle Pass. And, um, you know, it's getting to the point now where uh, the aliens are knocking on the doors 
uh, asking for water, asking for food, and there's a continual parade of uh, of people coming across uh, on on an hourly basis. So, it's just, do you think that this that we can do anything to stop it at this point? Look, that's another great point. That's another lost voice, and it's much more than just knocking on their doors, you know, asking for water. They're trashing their property. They're disrupting their herds. And for ranchers, that's their, you know, George, that's their livelihood. But 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 when you're sitting in in New York or Vermont, you're you're not (laughs) understanding. You're not thinking about the rancher, right? That that lives are being disrupted. I heard from a rancher who said he's afraid to leave his wife and kids uh, alone. Because of the influx of illegal aliens, you know, crossing through his border. Because let's not forget, Border Patrol doesn't apprehend them all. There are over seven hundred fifty thousand gotaways. Those are illegal aliens that broke our southwest border that evaded apprehension. And guess what? There are some very bad people among the seven hundred fifty thousand, which, by the way, is larger than the entire population of the state of Vermont that have gotten away. And there are bad people, there are murderers and rapists and pedophiles among the seven hundred fifty that are making their way through these ranchers' uh, 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 farmland and, and their homes. It's absolutely unbelievable. Another voice we don't hear enough about are angel families. Those family members, U.S. citizens that have lost families to, to people here that are illegal in this country or the drugs that are being invaded to every town, city, and state in this country. That's why this is about border security. I do not understand why trying to reduce the amount of drugs and bad people coming into this country is a right or left thing. This is an American thing. Let's wake up, do the right thing, secure our borders, protect the American people. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been uh, talking with our good buddy, uh, Mr. Mark Morgan, the former Acting Commissioner for the U.S. Uh, Customs and Border Protection. Mark, thank you very, very much for taking time, as usual, to be with us. Stay safe up there and keep us informed. You bet. Thanks, George. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Once again, my friends, thank you for being with us. I want to thank our guests, Mr. Mark Morgan, the former Commissioner for Customs and Border Protection, uh, Mr. Spencer Riley. Director of Research at FAIR, and uh, of course, uh, good friends, because they are dear, dear friends, and I hope they stay safe. Uh, Mr. Frank Lopez down in, uh, down in uh, Eagle Pass and Miss uh, Esther Chapoy down in Del Rio. Uh, I, and these folks, my friends, I really, when I say that I hope that they stay safe, they're right on the front lines. They are literally, as you heard their story, they are literally on the front lines. And, um, you know, not only are they in danger uh, of being uh, of, of uh, being victimized by some runaway uh, human smuggler who is driving recklessly down the road, but, uh, you know, I mean, of being assaulted by some of these crazies that are coming across the border who have no fear, no fear and no respect for our, for our uh, laws. Uh, and then, of course, my friends, there is the issue of the diseases. Again, Title 42 being lifted. I, I, you know, remember when Obama brought people with Ebola to the United States to be treated? You know, I mean, talk about germ warfare. That is what these Democrats seem to be uh, doing with us. I mean, there was no need to bring people with Ebola to the United States. Remember that? And then remember the scare in uh, in Dallas when uh, somebody contra- contracted it and then got uh, and then was walking around loose in the uh, in the community. I mean, again, my friends, this is insanity. This is absolute insanity of not taking care. Never mind. Never mind taking care of of our borders so the terrorists and invaders can't get in. What about what what about uh, uh, diseases? This past week in Massachusetts, the first case of monkeypox. Monkeypox. Somebody from from Africa came in through da- through uh, Canada, and uh, they detected monkeypox in 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 uh 
in in, in uh, Massachusetts. Incredible, my friends. This is what the these these Democrats are doing to us. They seem to willfully want to destroy American society, Americans America's economy, and <clears throat> Americans in general. It looks like. I mean, really. So, uh, folks, uh, you know, I, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for you to listen to our show and, and share it. Share the link. Take it and post it and pass it around. People need to hear what is going on. People need to understand it. Let me uh, make a, a pitch again, my friends, for you to support our program. We're always looking for advertisers to advertise on our show. We're always looking for advertisers to help us branch out into other communities. Houston, Dallas, uh, the smaller communities, Floresville, Laredo, Del Rio, all of these little communities. We want to take our message into Oklahoma, into uh, Nevada, into Kansas. We want people to hear what is going on in, in, in our community at the border because my friends they are part of the border now whether they know it or not they are part of it once again my friends let me thank uh, our sponsor Border Hawk News they have been fantastic they have been great to, for us uh, we're going to be losing them as a sponsor soon and we're going to be gaining a new one but uh, again I hope that uh if uh, anyone wants to sponsor our program, that you will please, please step to the step to the front and, and help us out. Uh, also, if you're interested in inviting me to come speak at uh, an event, or if you are interested in purchasing my book, El Conservador Conservative Opinions, please do so, my friends. It supports our program. It absolutely supports our efforts. So without further ado, my friends, thank you again for joining us. Next week, we will have another uh, great lineup for you. Until next time, my friends, stay safe. Keep praying for America. Stay strong. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from deep in the heart of South Texas in San Antonio. Thank you for being with us. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.